0: Sure that you never race. no time. Nah, 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 nah. I can't miss a trick. Nah, 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 nah. I gotta make stick. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Filmmaker's Hour, the highly acclaimed, highly critical, successful podcast. What episode are we on now? I think we're on three, four, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We don't, yeah. Use, uh, we don't use classical numbers. We use Latin and ancient Greek numericals. <laughs> so we are in episode Alpha, Vita, Psi. Yes. What does that mean? I don't know. Alpha vita size. Alpha vita size. It's a great episode. That's what we're gonna name the episode Alpha vita size. That I really like that. I love that. So yes. much. As always, with us we have the one, the only, the amazing Dream Visuals Media. He Dream Visual Media's Tom.
1: Hello, 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 and I'm happy to be back on our podcast again. Of course, one of my favorite media brands, and I'm gonna introduce our co-host. We have. The one and only, the Mr. Media himself, Evan Alexiu. Yes. And and look at
0: what he's wearing around his neck. If you're watching the video, yes, you are literally watching my BBC lanyard. I'm officially BBC's own Evan Alexiu. And I, I, I mean, I, I. I, I, That's such like a power play. Going. What's it like when you go into lectures with the BBC? Yeah. To be fair, I'm not gonna lie. uh, It has happened to uh, most of my. So, let, I will gather my thoughts and explain that this success has come out of nowhere in my life. And yes. it's even better than I thought. And people do come up to me and they're like, hey, hello, congratulations, and all that stuff. People know the stuff, some people that I'm working with, which has happened. Mm-hmm. Lecturers are very cool. They're proud of me. Uh, one lecturer literally hugged me and told me he's proud of me and everything I'm doing. It's very sweet. And also, this goes out. I'm, I'm not going to name any names, but there was one person, right? And he was a student. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was a woman with the biggest knockers in the world. Like my teeth were huge because this guy could not look me in the face. He was always like staring at the line yard. <laughs> oh, um,
1: brilliant, brilliant.
0: So yeah, BBC's own uh, Evan Alexio, Dream Visuals' own Tom Alec Johnson. So, so yeah. <laughs> we are literally recording this uh, r- right after we came back from a very, very successful Sewing of our film we
1: did that is very exciting um yeah we we will we'll definitely be discussing that today my dopdpu uh, um, it, it was it was fun it was nice it was seeing a... our work on the big screen oh, i mean nice. and it was something like to be honest like when i watched that film on the big screen the night before i was very very like anxious about it, yeah. really yeah. anxious, like almost I didn't like want to go. I was like, should yeah. I not go to, this? Should I go to this? But I was like, go on, you know, you enjoy cinema. This is what you make films for. exactly. And you know, when, once you're in there and once watch, you're watching your film, you think, yeah, this is all right. It sort of gives you a bit of confidence. I mean, and there were some things what I thought were going to be a lot more apparent, like yeah. in the cinema. Like I thought one of the audio clips would be a lot more apparent. But to be honest, I didn't notice it.
0: So see, yeah. as as um, artists as creatives, we keep judging our work throughout yes. the time, and I think that's the cathar the catharsis that comes from like seeing your film on the big screen. Yeah, it's like oh, I am over judging it. I I think we nitpick a lot of our own work, which makes sense. We're we're professionals. Yeah. we're perfectionists. We want to have the perfect thing. Even I, I was like uh, some shots were not like my favorites that I took in this film as a DOP but some others were like amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like the protector scene. And you're going to see when we do the director's commentary, but also the opening scene where she grabs the camera. I'm just falling in love with those two scenes. Yeah. And like part of me, I know this sounds weird. I wanted to, I was talking,
1: thinking about re-editing bits of it. Yeah. But then I was thinking to myself, do I actually want to re-edit this version of the film? Because this was the one I submitted for my master's. Or do I want to like give this version of the film time on the screen exactly you're right about that one there was like bits there was, i was thinking that like the day before i might change this scene slightly add this special effect here i might do this to so but i wanted to see what people thought of the actual draft i did exactly. for my masters and then if i change anything you know that that draft there has had its you know, it's had its viewing, and and it was a lot of the crew and cast who were there anyway watching it. So it was like it was nice for them to see the work I submitted for the masters on the screen. Anyway,
0: it's a, it's it's incredible. It's like one of the best feelings you can ever have. I was uh, smiling throughout the whole thing. Yes, I was very happy. I, Iga next to me, my friend and my best friend and my assistant. Yes, it's funny. She was giggling up. Uh, I was also sitting next to Claudia. She did the fashion and the styling and the costumes for our uh, film. She was very, like, smiling and she she couldn't believe it. We were all having that hype, like, oh, my God, it happened. Oh, my God, it's here. We got got it in, yeah. It's it's, it's an insane feeling. And it actually gives you more fuel as a creative than uh, pretty much anything else you could do. You can judge your film till the end of time. Only when you release it, you'll get the catharsis, like, oh, no, this is good. It's not perfect. It will never be (laughs) perfect.
1: Because confidence as well is not something you can yeah. just switch on and off. It's something you sort of start to get.
0: I think, like, confidence works with momentum in life. Yes. If you have momentum, the confidence will come along, definitely. But I went out out of that thinking, yeah.
1: I want to get on a pro Not necessarily say that he's in a film project. I say, I want to get on another project. I want to get something. Like, I just want to do something again. Yes. And get it done. And I wanted to get that then film onto other screenings. Mm. Like, you know, as I thought, like this is the start of the films like festival run and yeah. you know like it, it it gives you that drive and momentum as you say to do that but it's also really nice because it's like i've worked on a lot of films and i'm sure you're the same where i've mm-hmm. worked on them and i've never
0: seen them yeah i've never yeah. seen the screening and i mean i've seen them in a screen like a computer screen <laughs> yeah. like the ones we have in before us a tv screen but like a movie screen it's, yeah it's just something else yeah and it's like it it's
1: like a movie screen something else yeah because when you sit on a mobile it's a bit like um but when you sit on the screen it feels like you actually it, you know your work was really like purposeful yes but it's like it's nice to see a project going out as well like something finished um because like i've worked on projects where i've never seen the result of that day a few days i was working on that project i've never seen that I've, I've i think about 50% of the projects i must have worked on i've not actually Released,
0: Yeah, it, it is uh, one of the cruel natures of the job and the industry. Mm. But a lot of your work will always stay in drafts. I know that because I, yeah. I was an aspiring writer yeah. and damn, writing a lot of writing you're going to do, it's never going to see the light of day. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of that, I, if you didn't understand from all this gushing up we're doing, there's no, we, we, we definitely recommend that you do try and get the screening of your work, no matter what it is. This was like a simplistic, like family and friends screening. Uh, shout out yeah. to my program media production; they did help a lot. My module was there, and D M U, of course, and the Phoenix, which I'm, I'm more technically working with them. I did yeah. meet their uh, owner recently. He's a lovely man. Uh, so we do recommend the yeah. screening. It's incredible. Yeah. It, it will give you motivation.
1: I would even recommend even if you can't get it into a cinema. You know. I would recommend saying, "Hey, do you guys want to meet up and let's watch it on this TV and or have a drink?"
0: Rent a projector. That's yeah, nice. re- yeah,
1: definitely rent a projector. Rent a projector. You got a projector? Use that. You know, because I've done that with projects I've been on. Yeah, like yeah. you know, and you go around someone's house, you watch it on TV, um, and it, it's a lot more like it feels like because you've made this project together as a team. You know, and just, you want to watch it for the first time together because it's like a, it's a, it's a joint journey and experience.
0: It's a, yeah, it's a communal thing. It's, yeah. it's a team. See, it's it's a team effort, and you finally, yeah. It's how can I say it? You can see it and you can experience it while making the film. But when the yeah. film is done, is where you're feeling it completely. I used to say, like, um, you one man can bring everything into a team, but a man is nothing without their team. That is yeah, yes. You, you can bring everything into the team. You can be the guy who literally carries the whole project. But without a team, no matter how bad or good they are, you're nothing. Yes. Because no one can do everything on their own. That's impossible. Unless you're Bob Burnham and you're doing the special <laughs> he did in lockdown. That was amazing. <laughs> that was that was very good. That was very good. That, but, that was a different kind of. <laughs> but, yeah. So
1: when you went into the screening, what was sort of like your feeling?
0: I was not anxious, not even a second for some reason. Yeah. I was very happy throughout the whole thing. Yeah, uh, There was like a feeling of like, Oof, do you think the others will have something better than us? I know this is the competitiveness that you have to squash yeah. because let's be honest, this is not a competition. Literally yeah. making it there is the victory. There's not, There wasn't even an actual competition. Although I yeah. will say, and this is from a very biased opinion, we did have the best film in this whole screen. <laughs> I mean I did like a lot of the others so there was some good stuff was there was some good stuff and there was some very bad stuff which we're not gonna talk I, about I, I like the fact there's a variety of stuff That's there was a variety is... of stuff we, we even had like cooking it was fun
1: yeah it was like it was nice to see like <laughs> um <laughs> it was nice to see like a, a People interesting trying yeah. yeah to and... be
0: fair it's all on the concept stage nothing yeah. will be I, perfect. Yeah. We're not yet the professional filmmakers we aspire to be. We're not the auteurs that we aspire
1: to be. And it's one of my friends who was it's not like an official mentor, Mm -hmm. but it was like when I was about, I had been on film productions uh, Mm -hmm. for a while but I was doing like sound and all sort of like runner stuff and then I had had a friend, met someone, Mm -hmm. put a Facebook post out from Leicester who said they were making a Spider-Man fan film. Mm. Um, And Sounds like a fun project. A lot of local film, indie films are quite, you know, serious and dry, I want to say. But this one sounded fun. He said, he's just looking for some people to help and join. So we all went for a pint. There's a few of us. And I was like 18, 19 at the time. And they was like, how old I am now? Maybe 24, 25. You know, so they like done their degree, finished, you know, and gone into the industry a bit. I yeah, he was working in the industry at, at that point. I had still doing my A levels, um, so I sort of, and it was the first time I was like able to sort of just go around. we were just making films, but we were using like Black Magic Cinema cameras, not the one, yes. not the pocket, the bigger one. Ooh. Um the Black Design two point six K, I believe.
0: The pocket ones are very good. I'm not gonna lie; they have a lot of power as well.
1: But yeah, we made films in this little group together for years. Nice, um, and not we haven't haven't done as many projects with them since COVID. But like we did loads of stuff, and one of the things was you felt that really sort of like you're in this together, mm-hmm. sort of in it together, and and it because you're such a close group, it, like you know everyone felt like there was part of this team and one the camaraderie. Thing, yeah, and one thing it was what my friend said which is sort of I car- I've carried all this way along, um, is it was, you know, you're doing something, you know, you're making something serious. You're, making, you're serious about what you're making, but you've got to have fun while you're doing it. Exactly. You've got to enjoy, the, you know, who you work with. Because yeah. if you're not having fun, if you're making something serious and you're absolutely hating every moment of it, yes. that's not going to be a good result. But if you make, if you're like making this big, ambitious project, but you're also having a great time, yeah. With all your friends doing it,
0: I mean, there's no point yeah. in a movie that looks amazing, but everyone was going through hell to make it happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's
0: it's it's not it's not good. Yeah,
1: and I tried to like implement when I was uh, chairperson of Demon Media. Oh, I yeah. tried to implement that philosophy as much as I could. You did,
0: and you did a great Cause, job.
1: Because there's so much, there's so much like in Demon Media where you can get so stressed out about yeah. projects, and you can go so fixated with just the sort of curation side, and we like almost as if you're running a high-end corporate business Mm -hmm. and then you you have to remember that everyone's a friend you know go for that pint have fun you know chat and I think that's I've always tried to implement that philosophy in every project I do
0: and and it's a great philosophy it's
1: like like when we was doing our film we was always
0: laughing and we were always yacking it up because that's what you have to do if you don't have the legend atmosphere, it's not going to work out. And you're doing long hours.
1: You know, yeah. you're doing very long hours. You need you need to
0: have something what makes it
1: feel shorter.
0: Yeah, you're right about that one. So, back again uh, to distribution uh, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people will ask, how do you get around doing distribution and everything? How do you get into film festivals? And then maybe if we have like a couple of film festivals and projection yeah. stories, that would be nice. I mean... On how uh, I'm gonna quote uh, Neil, Ga- Gaiman and, uh, Neil Gaiman and Neil Diamond Gaiman. I don't know how it yeah. is. I love that man. I have quoted him so many times. Just a fun boy. But I really like his writing and I really like his masterclass. Shout out his masterclass. It's worth the money. So he was saying, he was saying it about writing, but it's true in this case as well. When it's like, you have to make it and then you're gonna send it. And sometimes, no response. You have to send it again and again and again. And again, you have to be ready to send it all the time. And I will say this: if you want to get into a film festival and they reject like your pro- proposal or you saw something, the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one. It's important that you are resilient with it. And the same way goes about finding these opportunities because you're gonna be okay. Evan, I found an opportunity about a couple of film festivals, but how do I know like which film festival works, which is in our area, and all that stuff? You have to be uh, aware. I keep saying that you yeah. have to be aware all the time. Go through Google, go through newsletters, check everything online, offline. I am sure you 100% everything you want or you're searching for is online. Yeah, There are tons of websites, tons of festivals. Social media is good as well. Check out Facebook groups, Instagram, Reddit, Twitter. The opportunities are everywhere. You just have to be aware. You have to be on the hunt. Right. Yeah. If you want something to happen, you have to be on the hunt. For example, our first showing was easy because it actually came part of my module. But our second showing, which is for a film festival, uh, which is coming up in the Phoenix soon, happened because like I was as part of my job. I need to look for film festivals, opportunities, events for creatives all the time. And we promote them. That's what I do as a film coordinator. And I have to be aware all the time. I have to focus like hours of my work going through everything and everything and everything. And this one I found out about the place. I talk, I even emailed and talked to the owners and everything. So you can find it. It wasn't that hard. I literally Googled yeah. it and I found it. <laughs>
1: yeah. And everything I've been said is like so spot on. Yeah, I just want to add one as a little thing, mm-hmm. which I think I personally, it's not. So you, you, you have to be aware, but also make other people are aware that you're looking for film festivals, like exactly. you're looking for these opportunities. Because people might not know. They might not know that you're trying to get your project out. Yeah, like, that, like, I, I, Evan, I told, like we want to get in festivals, and he said, oh, I found these. And I was like, that's great. And I, I didn't search for them myself. Like yeah. Evan did that. And that's, when you've got, your, when your team's aware of your goal for it, you it know, will help you. they will help you. And, you know, that means that you can find one, they can find one. And, you know, that means... In, in in terms of per, progress, you've made more progress, but done less yourself.
0: Yeah. Um, as I've said before, trust in people. They will yeah. surprise you. Like, uh, I know this is the optimist in me, but as a person who recently was very surprised with a lot of the film shows and all the opportunities he's getting, just trust people. Just yeah. talk to them. Just ask them. They will help you. Yeah. And you like,
1: you know, when like I've spoken it's like from speaking to people you find out where mm-hmm. these things are happening um like for my other film that went in the the theater was from my uh, my lecturers told me yeah. and they they told me about it but they made it was like it was a it was just a festival for our two films and then we had to organize it all but it was from talking to people that opportunity came around um there's also free f- film freeway where you can like look
0: oh yeah from freeway on really location
1: good. I kind of want to always get the first one in the city I'm in. I think that's always a good way to start.
0: It is a good way to start.
1: See, I want to go to it.
0: Like, um, Yeah, I would say start locally before going on tour because tour is a big thing that you have to uh, like, okay, yes, you're going to send on this city and they're going to say yes, but there's a lot of preparation that's coming with going into that city that your whole film is played and other people who might want to join in that you don't account for at the start but then you're like oh no this is happening you have to have it in your mind
1: and soon as you see it in the cinema you're going to know what it looks like in the cinema so you're going to know anything you want to change and then you can start sending it to like the bigger festivals of course you know like one's in london or one's in america Though, you know i'm never going to fly out to america i might do actually you like, never know we might do um but yeah i want to yes,
0: in Sundance. We're just yeah. like there. We're like, hey, hey. We're in the Toronto Festival. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey. I, I'm not doing any I don't think I'm doing any submissions to Sundance, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. It's like a hundred pounds, I
0: think. <laughs> it's I'm a like... lot. <laughs> hey, well, but I am going to Cannes. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> At this point in my life I would expect that too, but like I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it is a dream come true, I'm not gonna lie. Oh.
1: Well, when oh. are you going then?
0: And, uh, I'm not going to Cannes definitely right
1: now. Oh, you should. You should just give a date when you're going. I'm going in 2025.
0: I'm going in uh, by 2026, I'll be in Cannes, okay? In Cannes, yes. Okay. Your
1: film will be in Cannes as well. My
0: film will be in Cannes, of course. Yes. What else? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just, you know, um, yeah. as I say, I think awareness and astuteness is the key here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: I'm just messing around with my line, yeah. <laughs> From
1: the BBC, from the BBC. I from don't, know if,
0: BBC, I mean, I don't yeah. know if we
1: mentioned that before. <laughs> so, so talking about big opportunities, just developed from film festival. Mm-hmm. How did you find the job at the BBC, and like, how did you go about
0: finding big opportunities like that? Um, actually, I will say the BBC opportunity was just me looking through their job listings. Yeah, I remember hating my job at the moment. I want to do something, and I, no, 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 I was looking for placements. Yeah. I wanted to do a placement in the BBC. Yes, they'll do. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, and I remember going through placements, and the placement had placements didn't open. I knew they open in January for TV and radio, for all of the channels. But I was like, you know what? I, I want to check it. I want to see like what uh, positions they used to offer, and like, oh, I want to have my mind on a couple of places, take some notes. And sometimes I just do it because psychologically, right? You're down. You don't like your work. You just go in there and you just daydream. Yeah. And as I was daydreaming, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, this is still open. So it said freelance, it said part-time. I'm like, you know what? I can do a part-time work during my uni. Mm-hmm. And I think it was after I had already accepted the film coordinator position. So I was like, maybe I can do it and leave my simple like um, job at the service sector. And I remember like, you know what? I remember saying that they're probably never gonna answer. But I will not forgive myself if I don't send the papers. Yeah. So send so the papers. They answered a few months later, like two months later. I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, as I was saying, like finding out about those big opportunities, you just have to literally, as I told you, be aware, be on the hand, go on their website. If they don't have anything open, they will usually have a thing where you tick and you put your email and they email you when they are open. So that's another big that... one. Sky has that, Sky TV. That's what I do. I don't do it. I have
1: like LinkedIn and.
0: Um, oh, LinkedIn it, is also Indeed. great as
1: well. Indeed, um, it's not as good for big, big opportunities. Sometimes it surprises you what it comes up with.
0: Indeed, it can surprise you. I would say LinkedIn is powerful. Yeah. Uh, my network has grown, it's insane. Like, yes. I hit like 100 connections on LinkedIn like yesterday, I think. Really, I am at one hundred and forty right now. I don't know how many I've got. I, it's, it's, I feel like to I'm be fair. Manager. To be fair, it is what I say. The moment you get on a job that's close to your industry, you have to take advantage. So now LinkedIn just throws at me people who either are used to or work with the BBC, yeah. and because like I have it in my profile that I work for them, I'm just like add 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 add, add and they just say yes. So in order for your connections to work, just usually check like uh, another thing that I do is also your. University, you could see people who went to DMU or who are going to DMU. You might not know them or you might not, but you want to strengthen your network. Add them. The, uh, LinkedIn also will show people with similar interests as you or similar jobs as you. Add them. Don't be afraid to add people. Like, you'll be surprised. A lot of them do say yes. Just like you, they want to expand your network. And another thing, that's an advice that my teacher, Adam, shout out to him, he gave me. Once you are in a big office, don't be afraid to say it. Be honest. I want to grow my network. What's your LinkedIn? Go to your coworkers around yeah. and be like, "What's your LinkedIn? What's your LinkedIn? What's your LinkedIn?" What's your LinkedIn? There's nothing but there's nothing wrong with that. I have be a, honest,
1: and they will add you. I have a hundred and eighty-four uh, LinkedIn.
0: I've been using LinkedIn up. for quite a while though. Uh, I am pretty upset. new to it. I started yeah. this summer. I really? Didn't even, I didn't even know it was important until I went to a DMU works workshop, and they're like, yeah. "Yeah, in order to get a placement, they will want to see your presence in LinkedIn." They will want to see that you're interested in this because people are like, oh, I'm not going to get a job offer from LinkedIn. I think it's useless. I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of people say that it's antiquated. Love it or hate it. For me, LinkedIn is like Facebook. Love it or hate it, big business and big companies use it.
1: I use it a lot more than I expected I ever would. Exactly. But... And
0: like, even if you think like they, you won't get like the job because you're good at LinkedIn or you're not an influencer or whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm. They will search for your name they will find your LinkedIn. Yeah. If not, they will ask you directly. Some some companies will ask you to put it on your CV.
1: I've had that before where yeah. I've been messaged to apply for a videographer position. Of Didn't course. get it, but I was messaged from a re, their resources manager um, and to say, hey, this opportunity up, can you apply? And it is quite good. But then it's so good for like specific industry jobs.
0: Of course.
1: Like there's so many more videography jobs on LinkedIn, I've noticed, mm-hmm. then advertised on Indeed. So if you're going down that route, I definitely recommend it. But I always recommend Indeed because I have got work from there and even freelance work. I've yeah. have been advertised on Indeed because sometimes if a business doesn't know you then... are available for work. Well, one thing I was in is like I, I got one of my videography, mm-hmm. big one of my big videography contracts came from, two of them actually in the past, um, have come from Indeed And they've been like more freelance ones, but it's because, like, if they employ all their employees uh, via Indeed, if they ever need a freelancer, they tend to advertise on Indeed. Of course. Um, But, you know, so it's about having like an awareness of all these things and just letting them come in.
0: Yeah, literally, you have to be on pretty much as many as possible and as much on the hand as possible. Now, I know this is exhausting, and people will say, Evan, I cannot do this like 24 It doesn't have, what, again? Yeah, they're gone. No, they're gone. they're gone. Cut that part Tom Jeeves. Yeah. I know what you're saying. You're gonna be like Evan, I cannot do this twenty four seven. I can't do this throughout a whole year. Obviously. I get that. I say herbs and flows. I, I say like you have to have like moments where you decide like this week, this month, I'm gonna go hard on this, then you relax, you go back and forth. Yeah. For now, I feel I'm very relaxed. For example, I have uh, toned it down back a lot during the holidays. I'm gonna pick it up after the holidays. Go harder again, then relax. Oh, my birthday's coming up. Oh, yeah. holidays again. Yeah. yeah. You make your own program since this is. More, we're talking more about the independent freelancer rule before you have like a big combine going yeah. after you and all that stuff. But in order to get there, I'm just saying you don't have to put the pe- the, you don't have to have your foot on the gas all the time. But when you do, yeah. you put that fucking foot on the gas. Yeah. You go fast lane, you don't stop.
1: Yeah, you've got to like try and take the opportunities yeah. when you go. One thing I do say though is I have like I try and build habits. Oh, that's like cool. every so basically my email is quite automated now. Every oh, time the cool. word every time in indeed the word videographer media or anything like that, I'll get an email about that. That's cool. Anytime a job comes up in my area. Yeah, and i check linkedin and because it's so like used to me mm-hmm. checking it'll give me the the things i want just pretty much instantly and i have like once a week sometimes it's like once a day if i'm looking for work desperately yeah, i'll be checking every day then sometimes it's like once a week but it's like having a consistent habit habit of like you know checking mm-hmm. just every so often but like again i think it is about once you've seized an opportunity mm-hmm. use that as a stepping stone to another
0: yeah i think uh Literally, Uh, the LinkedIn game is strong. I recently applied to a placement that is not in the industry that I'm working currently. Yeah, because I really like video games, and I was applying for a video game position for um, uh, marketing. Yeah, because I do marketing. Marketing is technically part of my industry, but anyway. And I remember. Massive in it. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much that we can actually plug ourselves everywhere. (laughs) But what I love even more is like when I went to the LinkedIn job. It said this job fits your profile. Yeah. And then, like, it came up to me that doesn't—it doesn't say it only to you when you apply. It will say it to your employer, "This person, their LinkedIn profile fits with this job." It's important. Yeah. Like, it's easier to get known. It's—it's it's, it's a very good one.
1: Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> one thing I want to do, yes, um, which I haven't quite got round to at the minute, um, is going to more networking events, but yeah. not filmmaking ones. I
0: know what you're saying. Yeah,
1: I want to go to business ones. I want to go. Ones where people want videos, not want to be hired to be videographers. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Filmmaking ones are great if you need crew and actors and all that. You know, they're very good and they're nice. But after
0: you expand your network and you have this theme, yeah, which we currently do, let's be honest. And
1: I go every so often to a filmmaking event because I enjoy it mm-hmm. and I enjoy meeting new people. Of course. But like I feel like the business ones have a lot more. I mean, financial we are show. at the
0: point where we want to be a business like yourself is a brand. Yourself is a business. Yeah. You have to advertise yourself. So I will agree to that. Networking events are very important.
1: Yes,
0: 100%. Like you learn. As I told you before, I went to a networking event. I learned about LinkedIn. You learn about stuff. You meet people, which is the most important thing. I'm not like, mm. yeah. meeting people is everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's all about, as I've as always said, you always say who you know, not, not what you know.
0: Yeah, uh, literally, your network is your net worth.
1: There you go. Really, like, hammer that in.
0: Let's do the yeah. yeah, let me do the Andrew Tate one. Your network is your net worth. You're not a beta. You're a sigma male. Okay, I'm stopping. <laughs> okay.
1: That. But, yeah, like, so, uh, how are you doing anyway? Uh, <laughs> how, how, how's, how's your,
0: how are you feeling? Any projects you're excited about? Um, I Currently, I am doing, oh, yes, I am doing uh, presenting two, two days from now. Yes. Uh, it's our TV live production set. It's going to be insane. So, I am presenting the news. It's a comical piece about, like, the yeah. world ending. Yeah. But we have been trained in all of the positions in TV studio. It was very nice. Yeah. I've talked about how much I hated directing. I hated my life the moment they put me on the director's chair. Never again, never for me. Presenting, though, it comes natural to me. Literally, there was a point in the script where it was literally Evan, like the two dots, <laughs> improv. Literally, they didn't put the words, they just improv. And then I just started riff raffing, and it worked. <laughs> uh, I'd say I'd say it works. I'd say it's very good. Yeah.
1: So. So you've done this media course, and I know the media production course is a bit different than the one I did. Oh, yeah. Whereas mine was film and media, so it's very much focused around media as a theory yeah. and film as, you know, the industry. Um, but the media production course sort of scopes quite a lot, doesn't it? Social I like media, it. I like it, yeah, there's a lot. Radio. You can do
0: radio, you can do multimedia, you can do sound-specific ones.
1: Yeah. TV. So many, yeah. Uh, film. Like, for
0: example, now I'm doing... Social media I mean it's not A secret It's gonna come out I'm doing a social media Campaign for Demon Yeah I'm gonna do The Christmas one Hey love Christmas.
1: So is there something You particularly like Mostly like
0: I mean There isn't Although I'm gonna yeah. I'm not gonna lie The radio does come Naturally to me Yeah
1: because there's,
0: there's a reason That the BBC hired me For the radio stuff <laughs> I'm very good at it
1: Yeah It comes naturally so, Of me Is it is it the The actual Audio control What comes naturally Or the presenting Or Just sort of... I
0: I don't know. I'm not going to lie. The producing is very fun. Yeah. I'm good at talking, so presenting is not that difficult, but I really like producing as well. Okay. I really like producing. I really like producing radio. Uh, Another thing that I'm happy about is that uh, things are kind of quieting down during Christmas. Thank God I need some rest. Yeah. Because I've been going hard for a long time. You know me. Uh, That doesn't mean I don't have like anything in the works or haven't thought of stuff and all that stuff. Let's say I have... Touched my old scripts.
1: Nice. And
0: I started kind of writing again, riffraffing, taking notes and everything. Let's say I have an idea and we might see it soon. Just saying that. I'm not going to say more uh, on screen. We're going to talk about this off screen because I really need your help. But it is, as you said before, that um, it's all about meeting your people and having your crew because now I have so many people. In the past, right, I would write scripts and I would like... Vision a movie in my head and everything, but sometimes you would go into that and be like, "I cannot do this. Yeah, I don't have like either the proper equipment or the proper people to do it." And now I feel comfortable enough that I have people to do projects that I want with, and that's yeah. magic. I'm telling you, network, network, one hundred percent.
1: I feel like um, small filmmaking groups or freelance groups. I oh, yeah. mean, me- broadly speaking, media groups yeah. of freelancers are very good um because one thing i found in the past and still to this day is when you got a group of people who you know have because you can kind of get stuck in that motive where you just want to make the stuff on your own and yeah, not get help
0: which is I would say a bad habit. Yeah. You all have it, but it, it is a bad habit.
1: It, it happens more very early on, I think, in your career. Like yeah. you're like, I want to be the director, the cinematographer, I'll do the editing, I'll, yeah, do, I'll do this, I'll, I'll do that. that, I'll even be in the film actually. Mm. You know, you want to do it all and... and then
0: by later as yeah. you progress, you're like, You're doing less and less. Yeah, yeah. I have this person for this, yeah. I have this person for that.
1: Um whereas now I even you know, like I have like a list of people who I know are good good yeah. for like like you yourself self, same maddie anna like loads of people on that list yeah. who i've worked with in the past and um, but like a lot of us are in group chats yeah, and you know you we're just friends anyway and it's just really nice because that friendship is so deep because you know you're both working on really interesting projects what you you know you're passionate about because you have yeah. hope you've advance your career but then also it's like you've got it's nice because it feels like you're not on your own in your sort mm-hmm. of journey because like everyone's starting out from this sort of wanting to get into this industry and it's so you know it feels like almost impossible on your own when you know you've got this nice team around you who you know say someone say someone tomorrow said hey tom let's make can you make this short film or commercial advert for me i would feel a lot more confident than i was like you know, five years ago, obviously. Not just because of my own skills, though, developed, because I know people who I can say, hey, could you do this sound for this? I'm not great at sound, but I know you're great at sound. Could you do this? And it's like, because you've got that group and because you've been working on so many different projects together, it's like, you know, you've got that team.
0: Yeah, having the people you can trust, it's insane. Yeah. It's it's the best thing you can do.
1: Your team is basically, like, in a way, like, your skill sets. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you've got... you're never going to be the best at, at everything. No, it's but you, impossible to be. But you can get someone who is the best at something to help you make your thing the best. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's how it works. That's how it works. Literally, and yeah. I'm actually very happy that I have enough people now that I can say like, yeah, uh, this person will help. This person will be perfect for this job. This yeah. person will be perfect for that job. It, just, it makes me feel better.
1: Yeah, I think like when I worked with Ed, particularly, um, was the music for mm-hmm. our film yeah it made me realize like i could have gone online and looked for music it wouldn't, oh, have been, good. It wouldn't been good i could have tried to make music it wouldn't been good yeah but like ed i would always use as a composer
0: yeah he's very good because
1: he's so good and i think it's but i think like the important thing is having like a consistency in projects so you're not like waiting for a year for the next one like you have like an, something else coming up yeah yeah and that's what i think is quite important within like the ecosystem of filmmakers and yeah, comedias. I
0: like that idea. I like that. So I'm because I'm
1: excited to hear about any project. Oh, any.
0: Uh, there's a lot more coming our way. Yes. Of course, we are gonna have our very own Christmas special here. Yes, that's another project we are preparing, and of course, we're doing a director's cut, a director's yes.
1: commentary. Yes, sort of like a like documentary commentary about the experience of filmmaking.
0: Yeah, because like we did film a yeah. great film and we now have the knowledge of the software in order to actually do it properly on the computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's now or never, and I really want to sit down and talk with my director yeah. about this great film we did. I think we've got a lot to say. I would, you know, I think there's a lot to
1: say it's about incredible. the project. And it'd be interesting to just talk about like, sort of what projects might be happening next.
0: Ooh, uh, I cannot spoil yet, but let's say that there's uh, some stuff coming up.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some <laughs> stuff coming up. But like I've I've we've done thriller and romance now. I kind of next year I think I want to tackle something a different genre. Mm,
0: that makes sense. I don't
1: ever want I don't ever want to do a documentary. I might Ooh. want to do a documentary, um, or I might do something totally different. I've not got like I have a few scripts. Mm-hmm. Which um, there's one script I did, uh, which is vaguely about like a hitman. Oh, nice. And it's about a hitman who, who's, like, really depressed. Okay. And doesn't want to go kill this dude he's been paid to kill. Okay. So he just goes and gets a coffee with him. Okay. That's great. He's like, hey, man, do you... It's like, hey, man, do you want to just go grab a coffee? Such... I've got to do this, but I, I'm not feeling like doing it right now.
0: What is going on? That's, I, that's a fucking so,
1: amazing idea. Again, like I've wrote... The way I do scripts, I will write them over years and years and years. And, like, so one of the concepts with this film was it was it was meant to be like Christmassy, oh a win, nice. winter film. It it's meant to be. Uh, it, and when I was writing Obsession for this course, I was mm-hmm. I, it was between this one or Obsession. Okay, and both I went, of them are great. I went with Obsession in the end because I felt like I could get into the story more. Yeah, but this one's like. More just like a dark sort of film about. I, I want it to
0: be about friendship. Is the black comedy? It's it's yeah. Like, it feels like it, right? It feels like <laughs> very nicely. Like it has this humoristic tone, but it's also very dark and twisted, and I like that.
1: Yeah. So, but again, I'm not totally like. I need to look at the script again if I'm, gonna if if I ever do it. But um, the whole concept was is he's a hitman. He's going out. He's mm-hmm. depressed, um, and he's got to go kill this guy and for some reason he's like doesn't do it straight away yes, he's like i can't do it like so he's taking him to the location and he didn't do it he goes and he diverts to like a mcdonald's and gets his coffee <laughs> and they start talking and you know he, he it's sort of like he has personal problems in his life mm-hmm. which this guy who he's going to kill like He's, like, working for it, and they're, like... They, they're going to find some common ground. Not sure what the common ground is yet. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a, a nice understanding. And eventually, he's going to have to have... To make the decision if he's going to... Kill him or not. Kill him or not. I'm not sure what he's going to do.
0: So good. But this
1: is that sort of, like, the bedrock of one story I wanted to tell. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, that's another nice one.
1: And then it's sort of... There was another version of that, what I built off, which was more of, like, a... It was a guy who... Again, a lot of my ideas come from like, m- originally music video ideas, mm-hmm. for me. It was the same sort of story, but he's going around and he keeps seeing people he's killed in the past as Ooh. he's a hitman. So he's a bit more creepy,
0: but I feel like I... that one's a bit harder to pull off. Yeah, well, a lot of that, more people. Yeah, a lot more people. I mean, there is one I would like to pull off, with, which is with a lot of yeah. actors. And this is the po- podcasting, and this is not Demon FM. It's finally yeah. good, because I can actually talk about it. Um. It's it's not happening anytime soon, but one day you will see it and you will know it. And that was Evan's dream. Yeah. So Evan really wants to do uh, the House of Atreides. Which, uh, for people who don't know what the House of Atreides is. Yeah. So in ancient Greece, someone came up with Game of Thrones. And, well, it was based on real people. So yeah, well, okay. Let's say it was Game of Thrones. Yeah. And then everything afterwards comes after that. So this is like the OG crazy family. So the reason why I want to do it is because I want to do a horror version of it. Specifically, let's be honest, it's gore. There's there's a lot of gore in it because like the whole story on its own involves a lot of like sleeping with other relatives and, you know, killing someone's children and, you know, boiling them into a soup and feeding them to your own brother because he was fucking your wife. You know, nice stuff. You know, uh, nice stuff. Very, nice. very nice. Very, very the fun. kingdom of Argos was so messed up anyway. Yeah. Uh, I love by the way those tragedies. Every every summer I go back to Greece and I watch a tragedy because like they're like the MCU, there are multiple stories. Yeah. So I wanted to do multiple sorts mm. and tie them all up together. And I want to do the ancient Greek thing where everyone wears a fucking mask. Mm-hmm. But its mask will be different or maybe deformed. You know the plain white ones the ancient theater ones? Yeah. And I would give it like black and white. You can see the color. And it's just, there's a lot of stabbing. There's a lot of killing. There's a lot of, I just like it. I think it's very cool. There's, I remember watching this mini this summer and I was like, there's always that one moment, you know, in every story where it's like, you know, you're prepared for what's coming because, you know, those stories do have a lot of, you know, Game of Thrones, let's be honest. We were, we were all watching House of Dragons. So we were expecting it. But there's always that one moment that makes you go, what the fuck? What the fuck? For me, in mini, was like, I'm all right. I get it. Like uh, your mom was a bitch. And then she fucked your fiance and then kicked you out of the city and basically married him. I get it. But then after they killed the fiance, right? She literally picks up his beheaded head and gives it a kiss like a tonk twister. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? So, But I love this. It's disturbed. It's uncomfortable. It's unsettling. And I'm just imagining it like, oh, it's such a good film that's waiting to be made. And I'm like, one day it it will happen, but it's a nightmare because you need a lot of people. And I'm not keen on having dialogue that will be difficult to introduce who is who (laughs) in a smart way. Um, But let's say I had some ideas and we'll see how it develops. For now, I will leave all my horrific ideas because I recently also did like a project for I'm doing an opening sequence for one of my modules. Fun fact, I'm also doing an opening sequence for a project here. Is that a motion
1: graphic one? Yeah, I remember when Maddie did that.
0: Yeah, so I'm doing it. It's basically my take on American Psycho. Yeah. My friend Jamie is like this American Psycho type of guy who He's in a deadly relationship with a woman and we filmed mm-hmm. it recently. We did like the whole thing where I was, I was literally, I wanted to, to make it feel like so shaky, calm, mm-hmm. the lights are just flickering over time. And like, it was filmed amazingly because both of my actors, shout out to Jamie and Freya did great job, especially the timing of the slap. I was, every time I watched it back, I'm like, oh! like I know it's happening. I know he didn't touch her because I filmed it from behind the classic trick. Yeah. But it was timed so fucking well. I was like, oh, my God, he slapped the shit out of it. But anyway, uh, I'm really excited about that. But I'm going to tone down the darkness because uh, my next two or one, depending if I'm going to do both or one, projects are very different, but they're also very personal. (laughs) They're very personal to me. They're very personal stories. I wrote them on a different, not a different time. I wrote them. There's a lot of myself in it. And this is an advice because a lot of people do come out of it. And a lot of people did ask me in the past about script writing and just movie making in general how about going like i'm afraid to to tell my story i'm afraid to be identified and a lot of my a lot of me is in it i'm afraid of feeling those emotions and all that stuff i'm just like don't be afraid yeah it's like um jumping on a waterfall you might be scared at the start but you'll be fine you'll jump into the water the water will take you away you'll be fine don't be afraid to put yourself into the film because this is a big deal. I, I, I say, as a writer, it's a big deal to put a part of yourself in it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a big it deal. It
1: is, it is. And like, because it, it leaves mm-hmm. you like open to criticism, which you don't. Because you know, if you, you put a lot of value on your work, don't you? it's like, you know, it's hard to separate you from your work sometimes. Oh, yes, definitely. And, and I always think like you've got to do that as much as you can. Like, you've got to say, once you finish the project, that, you know, that's no longer, you know, that is something I've done. Bit, you know, any criticism on it is on the project, not me, if you know what I yeah, mean. of
0: course. um when it comes to the stage of critic, yeah, this is where you separate yeah, yeah. yourself and all that stuff. But don't be afraid to be influenced by your experiences. Never be.
1: No, no, of course not. like you know, just take take from as much as you can and then throw it into your film yeah. and start well, up and see
0: more projects are coming up from us. yeah there's a lot more to see, guys. you yes. You will not miss this. The filmmakers hours is here. We pretty much have, I think we have covered everything for tonight, did we? Did yeah, we have anything we, out we, again?
1: we'll talk about distribution. I, I don't know if we, well, we, we're we going to do the Reddit thing or not.
0: I uh, don't think we're going to do it today yeah. because I haven't prepared it and it would yeah. be a nightmare to do it now. And I yeah. don't want to give Tom Gibbs a lot more work because I'm going to have him do a lot more work later. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> Although he's going to come up when we do the editor special.
1: Yes. That When, when are we doing that? Would that... Uh,
0: Next week, we're doing um, a special filming for something else. So the week after, which is the last week of uni, we should meet up and do the editor special.
1: Because yeah, I'm really excited. Because
0: Yeah, we, we're going to have Tom Gibbs here. We also, like, we do actually have three microphones, I think. Not in this one, in the other yeah. studio. So I'll book the other studio just to make sure. We're going to have three microphones. Yeah. We're going to have an extension cable that I need to bring and a, and a stand that you always forget to bring, but we're going to bring it this time. We're yes. going to have the proper setup. We're going to speak about editing because we have so much to say. Oh, even us too, we have so much to say. Yes, so Video little tips. Audio editing, me and Tom Gibbs know a lot about uh, editing. So that's going to be fun as well, uh, about the audio part as well. Like I uh, Recently, we submitted like VT's for our yeah. Groups uh, for the um, TV thing, and our group was the only one had, that had like proper sound quality. And I'm like, you know that because I already took it outside and then did my thingies with the sound. Because I can't. I the moment you start working on radio, you cannot hear and hear bad audio or not compressed well audio. And I'm like, I need to normalize this. I cannot leave it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we did cover. We'll be back. The this um, uh, this podcast will be back. Uh, we have two more. Sp- Three specials actually coming up. We have uh, literally our commentary on uh, Obsession. We have our Christmas special. We have the editor special. We have so many things.
1: It's so exciting. It's exciting. We are reaching
0: the end of the year. And I would like to say that this podcast will continue to the new year. This is a big announcement over here. We will yes. be we will be back through from the next year throughout our academic year maybe even the summer we will see.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've been rehired for a another season and yes, of we want I I kind of want to continue this. Uh, I can say
0: the Demon podcast has officially renewed us for yeah, second season. We,
1: we've been renewed and I want it to keep getting renewed every single year.
0: Yes. So we got, <laughs> even where not here.
1: Yes, we'll uh, build a know. studio.
0: Maybe maybe we'll be on our own studio, you never know. Ha
1: uh-huh, ha uh-huh. wing wing nuts nuts. Yes, maybe that will come up in the new year about our uh, anything about building studios?
0: Yes, and anything media related. We won't go into this right now, but we want you to go make the movie.
1: Go make the movie.
0: And Tom Gibbs go Tom, make it. Yeah,
1: Tom Gibbs go make this movie. Edit
0: the video. <laughs> See you on the next one. Love you guys. Bye.